What is going on? Happy Wednesday. This is episode 13 of my podcast, Lisa Page Made Me Do It. Before we even get started, two things. One, I want to apologize for my snoring pug in the background. He's here in the studio. I don't even know how long he's been in here. He was in here way before I even came in to start recording. And God love him, Old Man River. He's like 14. Yeah, he's snoring back here. I'm sorry if you hear it. I'm not going to kick him out. He's old. He's a senior dog. Got to just let him be relaxed and chill and comfortable. Secondly, I do want to um, I want to apologize for this story. No, I wanted to thank you so much for the feedback and the comments. And yeah, we got a really great response last week with uh, Stu being on the podcast. Even though his mic sounded horrible, we're working on it. I sent the audio to our engineer. I'm like, James, listen to this. My inner diva did come out. I'm like, I am a national radio host with a serious studio setup. Why does the second mic sound like crap? Why are these other podcasters that have no experience in broadcasting, why are their podcasts sounding better than mine? This is not right. <laughs> I really put the pressure on him. So hopefully he can come out this week and fix this mic. And then we can discuss a follow-up podcast with Stu. But I have to admit, by about Friday, I was feeling a little insecure because the feedback was so good about him being on the show, despite the muffled, like him in a cardboard box sound, there was a tiny smidge of me that was a little jealous. It was review after review, comment after comment. Stu's the best. We love Stu. More of you and Stu. All right. I got it. You like him. Okay. When he starts his own podcast, y'all can listen to him on his own podcast. (laughs) The funny thing is, if you were to see Stu in real life or catch him out in public somewhere and went up to him to say hi, he would, of course, be so friendly and nice to you, but he's so shy. Anyway, we appreciate the support. And who knows? Maybe we'll do another podcast. Speaking of Stu, poor guy can't even try my Built Bars. I have got to tell the peeps over at Built Bar that we need we need a vegetarian-friendly bar because those of you who don't do gelatin like Stu, you are missing out. You're missing out. Right now, you can do a 10-bar sample box. You can do a nine-flavor mixed box. Their latest flavor is one of my favorites. It's the black cherry chocolate cream. I'm talking about the Bill Bars. 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, six fiber, four sugar, four fat. And kudos to the Weight Watchers community for discovering these bars long before I did. There are three smart points if you're doing Weight Watchers. I would say my top three flavors are, favorite flavors, are the black cherry, the chocolate coconut, and for some weird reason, I love the orange cream. And I normally don't like anything orange flavored. Nope, 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 nope. But when it comes to the Bill Bars, I'm obsessed. You'll get a little discount if you use my name, Lisa, when you check out BiltBar.com. All right, this week I want to talk about a touchy subject. It's called mom guilt. You've probably heard of it. And I'm trying to correlate these topics with my new side gig. And I'm so flattered and so humbled to be a part of the very popular community called Love What Matters. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I can guarantee you that most of the stories you read on Love What Matters are stories that you would not find anywhere else. They're stories of hope and support, compassion, healing, as well as faith. And every week, lucky you, I will be posting another video of something that I'm going through. You know, recently I've been really super open and vulnerable too, I'm not gonna lie, about my anxiety. And, uh, you know, I do feel so comfortable for some crazy reason. I feel comfortable talking about it 
on the radio and here with you and on social media, but I've never really had a serious discussion with my mom or my dad about this. Nobody outside of Stu knew what I've been dealing with until recently. Having anxiety totally sucks and mine has gotten worse for sure since we've had kids. So trying to navigate my way through this unknown territory has been scary, but by me talking about it and bringing it kind of to the forefront and using my platform to express to you what I'm going through on a personal level. Like it's really helped me. It has so many stories and comments have come through of uh, women that are going through the same thing. And a lot of women are going through different bouts of anxiety that are way worse than me. I really appreciate your openness about it and your vulnerability to put it out there and send me a message. I don't know. I feel like There's something about social media and not knowing the person on the other side of the screen personally that makes it easier for us, or at least for me, to relate and connect. There's like this common denominator that those of us who are dealing with anxiety and like OCD and our type A personalities, there's something we can all relate to. You know, I think we can all learn from each other's experiences and stories, but that can't happen until we have a conversation about it. Now that I'm a contributor to the Facebook page, Love What Matters, it gives me an opportunity to bring some of the stuff that I'm going through, some of the stuff that you're going through. I can talk about it on a different platform with, you know, quadruple the amount of people following and reading and listening it's also to a completely different audience, but I like the versatility. I like this this opportunity to take some of the things that we're all going through and put it out there so we can get feedback and we can learn from others. So if you haven't had a chance to check out Love What Matters, I encourage you to go over to their Facebook page and read the stories. Some will have you crying. Some will have you smiling. Some are faith-based. You will come across some sad stories. You will come across stories with happy endings. One thing I can promise is that you will feel all the emotions if you spend some time on the page reading what other people are going through. Love what matters. Today, I want to talk about mom guilt. Yes, that fun feeling that some of you get. Not me. Just kidding. Sometimes me. But it's a feeling that some of us often get when, you know, we want to do something for ourselves, but then you have that mean angel on your shoulder telling you that it's not cool, it's not right, you're being selfish, you need to be with your kids 24-7. Why would you think about leaving the house for an hour without them? That's mean, they need you, they need you 24-7. Not true. This is a subject that's come up so many times with my group of friends. And if we're talking about it, most likely it's come up within your circle of friends as well. So I figured, you know what? I've got this platform. Why don't I do a whole podcast on mom guilt and let me be the bad guy. Let me be the one to tell you what maybe your mom or your mother-in-law, your sister or your girlfriend has wanted to tell you for a while, but maybe we're afraid they didn't want you to get offended or upset. Maybe you would be sensitive to it or you would just take it the wrong way. Maybe you have someone in your life that really wants to nudge you and say, girl, get out there and do something for yourself. Your kid or your kids will be fine for a few hours without you. Go live your life. And this is where I come in. This is where I interject my opinion. (laughs) So maybe Maybe you're in your car or maybe you're commuting into work. Maybe it's on a train or you're home by yourself for a little while. Your kid is at preschool or at a mother's day out and it's just you and I, it's me talking to you. It is okay to allow yourself 
some time. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you wanting to take a drive. Maybe you want to go to Starbucks and just sit by yourself alone, enjoying the quiet, sipping on your pumpkin spice latte. That's 100% okay. I've never understood why so many moms make themselves feel like shit because they want to hang out by themselves for a minute. When I found out I was pregnant with Zach, I remember Stu and I in our kitchen, we were in Yardley, Pennsylvania. Man, I miss Bucks County. And uh, we were in our kitchen and we were talking about what our options were or what I wanted to do when Zach came. And one of the main reasons why we waited so long to have kids, we waited nine, nine years. Yeah. Nine years before I got pregnant. But the biggest reason why we waited was because we were so dedicated and like involved with our careers and we wanted to see how far we could go. Uh, with our careers before we settled down and started a family. We also wanted to be financially secure. We wanted to be able to have a nice cushion to be able to do things. Or if I didn't want to go back to work, I wanted to have that option. And thankfully I'm married to a guy who put zero pressure on me to go back to work. But that's the reason why we waited so long. I was 33 when I had Zach. I was 24 when we got married. I was 20 when I met Stu. So we did, we waited a long time, but that was intentional. Uh, But the discussion was about what I really wanted to do when Zach was born and did I want to go back to work? And also at the time, we weren't sure where we were going to be living because the Dallas thing was kind of up in the air. And when we were talking about what we would do when Zach was born, it was sort of early on in my pregnancy. So we were just sort of plotting out scenarios. And anyway, it was Stu that came up with this brilliant idea of hiring someone that would just come to the house a few hours every day or every other day as needed. So I could do stuff. I could run errands. I can go to the grocery store. I could go to the gym. It was such a pivotal moment. And I know that sounds so over the top, but this was his idea and I was totally going with it. Stu's whole reason for bringing up a nanny or like a caretaker was because he wanted to come home to a happy wife and not somebody that was going to be exhausted and pissed and annoyed tired and stressed, et cetera, et cetera. He had every reason to want this for me because my long days were equally as long as his. His were probably longer because remember at the time we were living in Yardley, Pennsylvania. So we would drive, he would drive two miles over to the Trenton train station and hop on a train that would get him into Penn station. And he did it every day. And he took the earliest trains in and like some of the later trains home. So his days were very very long. I remember him just saying, listen, I want you to be happy and I don't want to come home to you so stressed out and drained and exhausted. I want to know that you had a good day and you were able to do the things that you wanted to do. And you had that relief for a little while. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I mean, I could believe it, but I went with it. I'm like, okay, (laughs) this is a great idea. This is a great idea. Now, let me just say, I know Not everybody can afford to have somebody come in and watch their kids every single day. I understand that. Um, But this goes back to us hustling and working our asses off so we could take advantage of a time like this, of a situation like this where we would have the extra cash to bring somebody in. Um, So I just want to put it out there. If you're shaking your head going, well, not all of us can afford it. Well, This is just my story. And if you can't afford it, I'm hoping that you live around family or you have a really nice friend that would 
do you a favor and come over and let you go and do some things for yourself. We have never lived around family until recently. I mean, my sister just picked up and moved to Connecticut. My brother is still down in Dallas and our aunt and uncle and cousin are still here. So, but at the time in Pennsylvania, we didn't have any family around. So I really didn't have a choice. But this is where our nanny Tammy comes in. Shout out to Tammy, who's I know listening. And she was uh, the woman, she was so amazing. And we only had her for four months before we ended up having to move to Dallas. I believe she came Monday through Friday, nine to one, maybe. There were so many times where she'd come over and I would go upstairs and take an hour long bath or I would go take a nap or I would go to the grocery store or work out. But it was so nice to know that I had that block of time for myself. It also meant that Stu would come home to a happy wife. Happy wife, happy life. It was a nice little luxury. She had been an experienced nanny for years prior to coming to us. She had three kids of her own and it was honestly the best decision that I ever made. I had peace of mind that Zach was in good hands and that alone solidified our decision with bringing somebody like Tammy in. Even when we moved to Dallas, we hired Tina and you know, while the kids were a little bit younger, she came every day. And then by the time they started school full time, I only was using her a couple times a week because they were getting older, but it was just awesome to know I had that backup. My whole point here is you shouldn't mom shame yourself for wanting some alone time, whether it's taking a nap whether it's going for a walk on your own, meeting girlfriends for lunch, getting a manicure for the first time in six months. If you have somebody responsible that you trust watching your child, you should not think for one second you're a bad person for wanting to take time for yourself. Stop it. Like cut it out for real. Being a happy and present mom is what it's about. And if that means you need some time to be on your own, maybe if it's just for a couple of hours a week, some women can handle that then do it. My sister, I commend her. I commend her. My, my mom and I talk about her all the time because I've never met someone that is so in their kid's face. And I mean that in the nicest way, but Lindsay's always on the floor with her kids. Always. She's not doing anything else but playing with her kids. She never had the desire to bring somebody in every day or, you know, just a couple times a week. I don't know how she does it. And I look at her in amazement because she's wired that way. She can do it and love it. And I can't, I need, I need a chunk of time for me. With all of that being said, I can confidently tell you that all those times I had somebody watching the kids while I was off doing my own thing or at the gym or grocery shopping, whatever I was doing. When I came back home from my morning out, I was 1 million percent with my kids for the rest of the day and nothing pissed me off. I wasn't in a bad mood. I wasn't short tempered. Why? Because I got everything I needed to get done in the first half of the day when I was out on my own. It doesn't make you a selfish person or a selfish mom to want to put your health and fitness at the top of your priority list. It doesn't make you a bad mom because you want to go have lunch with a couple of your girlfriends once a week. Please, if you are beating yourself up over wanting or needing time away from your kids, do what you got to do and do it without having a guilty conscience. The thing is with mom guilt is that we all have it. You know, whether you're a young mom or you're a single mom, you're co-parenting, you're a step parent, you are an adoptive mom. We all have mom guilt. We do. And we are so passionate about being on this journey together that we come up short, but then we beat ourselves up over it when 
we can't get everything done. Well, in reality, the reason why probably you're not getting every single thing done is because you're overworked and you're exhausted and you haven't invested in taking the time for yourself. You haven't made it a priority. You haven't made it an intentional purpose. Cut yourself some slack. Find the time. Make the time. I don't care how you do it, but do it. The best thing you can be for your kids, and here we go back to that classic cliche, the best mom you can be for your kids is a happy mom. Listen, if going every week or every other week to get a blowout, hmm, wonder who I'm referring to. No, seriously. If it means even just like gallivanting and putzing around Costco for an hour, if that's what you need to do, then freaking do it. My inner Rachel Hollis is coming out. Girl, stop apologizing. Take that block of time and go for it. Don't overthink it and certainly don't feel guilty about it. Balance is key here. Stop feeling bad about leaving your kid. They're going to be okay. I promise. I hope this resonated with you and maybe If you don't have the issue with mom guilt, but you have a friend that has an issue with some mom guilt, send her this podcast. Just tell her Lisa Page made me send this. Before I peace out, you know, we got to do my song of the week. And there honestly is no better song than this one. Lizzo's killing the game right now. Listen to the lyrics to this song very carefully and apply them to your life. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Appreciate it, and I'll be talking to you next week. Time to focus on you. All the big fights, 